I try not to do on this program is pounce on every report from everywhere about who Ben Charrington might be interested in or might be talking to because, well, these guys are who they are. But I've got one in particular that I've circled for you. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. According to the New York Post, the Pirates are among the teams that are interested in Gary Sanchez. He's a veteran catcher. He's 31 years old. Played 75 games last season, split with the Mets, mostly with the Padres. He slashed, this isn't going to excite you, 217, 288, 492. That's batting average on base percentage, slugging percentage. But he did have 19 home runs. And remember, he was playing in San Diego with 47 RBI. So being that he's already had a reputation as being solid defensively, you see 19 home runs and he manages to climb in the general rankings pretty handsomely. But do you need another catcher? I'm going to be honest with you. I've been thinking for a while that they kind of do. Let's run through the depth chart here, especially since Andy Rodriguez was, of course, lost for the season to UCL surgery. Henry Davis is your obvious number one. You want Henry to be the guy who takes that job And not just runs with it, but sprints with it. He's a number one overall pick. You want Henry to be at least solid, at least dependable behind the plate. What you really want from Henry is to hit the ball and really hit the ball the way everybody knows that he can. All of that is a whole lot of wishing, though. You can work as hard as I'm sure Henry's working. You can instruct Uh, You can show him film. You can get him more comfortable with the pitching staff and everything else here. You're still crossing your fingers entering the season. And if Henry wasn't going to fly or wasn't even going to take off like right out of the chute, you know, in April, you were going to be left with Jason DeLay. I'm not going to I'm not going to parse much on DeLay. DeLay is solid defensively. He's remarkably smart. He's just, even for a catcher, he is something special in that regard. But DeLay, you know, have you ever heard of the statistic batting average on balls in play or BABIP, as the geeks call it? What that means is you put it's kind of just like what it sounds like you you put the ball in play somewhere anywhere in the field except of course for a home run where it can't be fielded and whatever your batting average is on that ball being put into play is what this number is almost everyone should have a 300 BABIP. It's just one of those great equalizer, water finds its own level stats. Delay was sky high. He was one of the luckiest hitters of all time. Every stinking bloop that would come crawling off of his bat would find happy grass somewhere. 
So on top of the BABIP, which was 333, in AAA it was 456. This this young man has been blessed by the baseball gods. Out of 682 pitches that he saw in a Pittsburgh uniform, he barreled up six of them. Six out of 682. That's not easy to do. So don't take any of his offense seriously until he shows you that he can achieve it under some healthier context. I don't mean to be mean here, but you have to disprove something like this before you can reasonably progress. So what you had for this situation, actually I should say what you have, present tense, is Henry, DeLay, and Ali Sanchez, who's a minor leaguer. If you were to bring in Gary Sanchez, you'd have yourself an insurance policy for Henry that would make a whole lot more sense. You'd have delay catching at your top AAA level, and things would be a whole lot more logical at that position. I'm in favor of this. I, I really didn't expect to be even talking about the catcher position, but the mention of Gary Sanchez in the New York Post got me thinking more about it. And it's 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 okay to make sure that Henry's not flying without a parachute, especially at a position that affects the pitchers so intensely. When we come back, J1Q... This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Keith, who says, DK, I think the why about development is the most important question to ask. It's a chicken and egg thing. Are the guys overproducing? Are they hyped in the minors too much? Is the team poorly drafting? I think it's all of that, but I'm leaning toward a lack of preparedness when getting to the majors. Keith, we've talked a lot on this program about the state of development in general instruction. Uh, that applies to the minor leagues. It applies to the major leagues. In fact, they happen to be connected since the pitching coach and the hitting coach are tasked with overseeing pitching and hitting throughout the system certainly from the philosophy standpoint. But I got a, I got a little bit of a thing to pick here out of your question, and I'm going to do that, even at the risk of being accused of uh, being excessively selective, because it kind of raised my antennas here. 
you brought up the prospects being hyped out of the minors. I hear that from a lot of folks. I, I hear that they're tired of being told that so-and-so is going to be some super great star. And the next thing they know that player's either been released or flamed out or whatever. Uh, you've probably seen, heard, or read over the last couple of years stuff about Kanan Smith-Najigba, the brother of the NFL wide receiver, Jackson Smith-Najigba. And now Kanan just got DFA'd this past week when Aroldis Chapman was signed. And people rightly get tired of that sort of thing. What I want to point out to you is from the background here, this isn't really the team at work. And here's what I mean when I say that. You'll hear stuff like that principally on the television broadcasts. And it is something that is organized and coordinated by the team's communications department. They do want the message out there that they've got young, exciting talent on the way. But where this gets confused and often blown up beyond recognition is that there's this idea that the Pirates baseball people have something to do with this. When in fact, they just genuinely don't. You will not ever hear, for example, Ben Charrington, for as much as you can criticize him for through four years, you won't be able to find a single quote where he inflates the potential of any player he's selected or added to the system in any capacity. He just doesn't do it. You won't hear it from any of his lieutenants. You won't hear it from Derek Shelton. You'll hear them use words like, we're excited by so-and-so, or we'll be excited when so-and-so makes such-and-such -such step. But even with Paul Skeens, even with a prospect who's so universally lauded as a number one overall pick, best pitching prospect since Steven Strasburg and all that other stuff, you won't hear them do that. There is a church and state separation at the Pirates, at 115 Federal, as there is with most teams when it comes to who pumps up what. So if you hear, whether it's Greg Brown, Joe Block, one of the color commentators on the broadcast say, hey, this guy is going to be the greatest thing we've ever seen, understand that, yes, there is communication from the team's communications department to do some of that. And in turn, whether it's the play-by-play -play guys or the color commentators, they're literally doing their jobs, as all of us do. And it's not anything at all to do with baseball or some massive orchestration involving baseball ops at all. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We will do another one of these tomorrow.